Welcome to the Minute Sonship Life. Thank you for joining us once again. Thank you for your desire, desire to, to tune in and to glean in and to hear once again that which I believe the Lord is communicating to all of us. To all of us, He's communicating truth to us. And that truth is solely found in the Word of God. And so the message for today is two words. Two words He gave me this very morning with one, with one verse, actually a chapter and three verses. And that will be the message that He has groomed and fashioned for us today. And it is by faith. By faith faith. So when we say by faith right off the bat, we can say not by sight. When we say by faith, we can say not by reason. When we say by faith, we can say it's not going to be the word of man. But when we say by faith, we'll say it will be according to the word of God. It will be according to the word of God. Our lives will be established according to the word of God. Our lives are being shaped according to the word of God. Our lives are being made perfect even right now according to the word of God by faith. We were on the theme, on the theme of casting our cares upon the one that cares for us. We've been on a theme of, of not taking the care, of not worrying for our lives. We've been on a theme of really refusing the anxious mind that the enemy is constantly dishing our way through fear through trepidations, through what are you going to do now? What are you going to do now, Desi? It's a perfect setup for you to give up, Desi. Absolutely not. In Jesus' name, we never cave into lies. We never cave into accusations. We never cave in to insinuations of defeat. Uh, those real, they are real insinuations. For There is a roaring line, like we've been reading in First in First Peter 5. We have an enemy, the devil, who roars. It's not a figment of our imagination. It's not a figment of our imagination. It's not only for those who are super spiritual or a little bit wonky. Or a little bit off kilter to talk about Satan. Satan is a real opponent. Not of flesh and blood, but it's a spirit. He is a spirit. But I can tell you the good news of Jesus Christ is he's fully defeated. And we today are to enforce that defeat. How? By faith. What does that look like? You believing a supernatural reality that's based on the word of God. Not based on how you feel. Not based on how you were raised up. How you were not raised up. Not based on emotions. Not, not based on a thought process that is so carnal, carnal, carnal. All about self. But it's based on the will of God. That you appointed for this very hour. For what? For what? To suffer it out. No, to dominate. No, to overcome. We're called as overcomers. As overcomers. As overcomers. So let's go to the portion of scripture that he gave me. Of course, we can, we can, we can perceive what that would be. And it's Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11, and we'll read the first three verses, and we'll see how he takes it from here. The message is by faith. How do we not worry about our life? By faith. And that, in the context of Matthew 6, is, is to look at the birds of the air. How do you not worry about what you're going to wear? 
by faith. And that from Matthew 6 again looks like looking at the lilies of the field that, that God so clothes. Much more than Solomon ever was attired in beauty. And if God so feeds the birds of the air and clothes the, the lilies of the field, how much more will he not take care of us? And we read, we read Matthew 6, and we read Matthew 6, and we read Matthew 6, and we read Matthew 6. And that reading is to produce faith. Faith. Faith that overcomes the worry. Faith that overcomes the anxiety. Faith that overcomes the fear of running out. Faith that overcomes you taking the care of you of tomorrow. Even this morning, I had to apprehend my mind. Even this morning, I had to I once again be reminded, do not think too far ahead of this moment. Right now, right, right now, this moment, this moment, the now, now, right now, this minute, right now. Don't rush the hour, but savor the moment and locate yourself in him alone. What a fight of fate. What a fight of fate. What a moment to conquer all. What an opportunity to dominate every thought in accordance to the word of God. But you see, if we do not meditate the word of God, how can you conquer the moment? How can you conquer it? Romans 10 tells us faith comes how? How does faith come? How, how is faith birthed in the human heart? Through the word of God, through the hearing of the word of God. In John 15, we find out that we to abide in his word and for his word to abide in us. And unless that happens, unless we abide in the word, in him, in Jesus, the true vine, unless we, we are fully situated in the word of God, we'll bear no fruit for the kingdom of God. That we really are appointed. We really are appointed, called to bear fruit right now. Right now. To manifest the very life and glory of God right now in this world. Right now. And one way looks like not to worry. One way that looks like is not to fear. But to be in faith. In faith. Believing the word of God. So let's go here. Hebrews 11, 1. Now, take note, not tomorrow. No, it was it yesterday, but now. Now, right now. Now, say now. Now, right now. A new moment we have right now to believe God right now. Forget what was this morning. Now, faith is. Now, now, faith is. How comforting of a word this is to us. Doesn't matter what was five minutes ago. Now, faith is. Now I am in him. Now, faith is. What is faith? What is in this now moment right now? Substance of things hoped for. Evidence of things not seen. Right now we have substance of that which we are hoping God for based on the word of God. Right now we have evidence. Right now I have evidence. I've located my evidence once again in the word of God. If God before me, who or what can be against me? What torment can come and bring my, my confidence in God down? 
If God has established his word solid in my heart and I'm keeping the solidity of his word, I'm swerving from the persuasion that I have in my heart that is called faith. Faith in God. Faith in God to believe in accordance to what I believe to speak. To speak power. The very power, the word that is upholding this whole universe, the word of his power to have the ability to speak as he speaks, accordance to now faith is, accordance to substance that I'm hoping for, and according to an evidence that I do not see with natural eyes. For by it, by this confidence, by this reality, by this substance and evidence, the elders obtained, they received a good testimony. You see, when you obtain a good testimony, there's no worry in it. When you have the good news as we do in Christ, that would flush out fear. Because the very love of God is demonstrating the gospel of Christ towards us. See, a lot of these things that, that we read and we hear preachers speak in accordance to the word of God, of course, are very familiar to us, especially we've been, you know, in churches for more than a few months, a year, a few years. But let us not get casual and too familiar with the word of God. Because this word is to ever be a now word. This word is ever to be birthing faith right now. Great faith. To withstand Satan steadfast. To resist the devil. To not, to not give up. To not give up. Verse 3. By faith we understand. And I've said this before because it's what I, I perceive when I read how God communicated to me this verse. That the only understanding I can have of my life is to be by faith. If I'm to please God, of course. But if I want to be in worry and if I want to be in, in a care moment and just, 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 just slide it and be a little victim in my little story, then I can have other understanding that's not of faith. An understanding of circumstances arrayed against me. An, uh, uh, an understanding of the adversity that's, that's taunting me. Of an unresolved moment that in my mind it should have been resolved, what, five years ago? Two months ago? Yesterday would have been good. But I'm supposed to understand all things by faith. And above all, to understand what Romans 8 tells me, that I'm being conformed. That I'm being conformed to the image of Christ. So that everything that then I know is working for my good. So then I know this light and momentary affliction is what working a far, a far greater weight of glory. While I do not look at the natural. While I do not look at the natural. 
While I behold my master, how it is written. He is for me. He loves me. He brought me forth for this hour. He's purposed me for dominion. He's purposed me to be his child. I have received him. I have authority now. I have authority now. Come on, walk in the authority of Christ. I speak it to myself, Desi, walk in the authority of Christ today. Because now faith is. Back to verse 3. By faith, we understand What are we to understand by faith? That the worlds, the ages, the eons were framed by the word of God. Were framed, fashioned, molded, made by the word of God. We know what John 1 says to us. I'll just quickly go to John 1. In light of what we we hear the writer of Hebrews say to us. One, one, I'm going for verse three. John one, one, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. You finger back to Hebrews 11. The writer, the Holy Spirit tells us the worlds were framed by the word of God, the word that is God. There was in the very beginning, and he calls himself the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. He has sealed the deal for you and I. Victory it is. When he cried on the cross, it is finished. It was fully completed for you to walk in the fullness of his life, remission of sin through the blood of Christ, a a pure purge, conscious, normal guilt and condemnation, to live above the fray of the world, to know that you are from above now, to have access into his very presence, to be one with him, to be one with God. To be one with God of his body, of his blood, of his bone, of his flesh. In the body of Christ we are. My life and your life in Christ has been framed by the word of God. Is there calamity? Is there calamity in the word? Who is God? And no, God is love. We know God is good. Is there calamity in love and in goodness? No, there isn't. But there is a definite forsaking of an old reality that is carnal where calamity dwells and destruction lives. And what a pull it has on humanity. As much as the word says that man is born to adversity, Because of this flesh. But we have an answer. New birth in Christ. We have an answer. Be born again. To be unsealed. Released from the clutches of the devil. Transferred out of this kingdom of darkness. 
Why be mesmerized by darkness? It's not our portion. We live in a brand new kingdom of God. And we know this Colossians verse I'm just quoting right now. And yet so often, even I include, have to apprehend my mind. What am I looking at? What am I looking at? Why so sad today, Desi? Why so downcast on my soul today? Trust in God again, I speak to myself. Trust in God, who has framed my life in glory. Back to John 1, verse 2. The word from what we've just read in verse 1. The word that was in the beginning, that was with God, that is God. The word, the word that is God. The Word that is God. The living Word is the living God. Verse 2, He was in the beginning with God. I'm so apprehended by these verses. He was in the beginning with God. That is to bring safety to our hearts. That is to bring a quieting. God was in the beginning. And he preordained me in that beginning. He knows me from the beginning. He saved me from the beginning. And so to the very end, that which he started in the beginning, he will complete to the very end. So I can trust him. So I can fully entrust my life to him. So I can fully, fully, fully find myself in rest, trusting that in the beginning, he was and his God was with God. This word that I read daily is God. And to the very end, he is God to me. To the very end, as he was in the beginning, so will he be at the very end. And the next, the other letter of, of John, the book of Revelation, the book of Revelation continues this theme to the very end. Continues the theme to the very end. Glory be to God. The beginning, Bereshim in the very beginning in Genesis. To the very end, the book of Revelation. He is. He is the Word. He is God. Jesus upcoming. Appearing to John in chapter 1. Mm -mm -mm. Where do I start? Where do I start? Let's do, let's, let's start, let's start, let's start. Mm -mm. Okay, let's start verse 4. John to the seven churches which are in Asia. Grace to you and peace and peace from him who is 
In the very beginning, he was, who is, who was, and who is to come. That covers it. But you see, he starts with who is. Now faith is. And then he qualifies he always is, was, and always will be. He is and is now God. Grace to you and peace from him. Peace from him today. Who is, who was, and who is to come. Who is to come? Maranatha, he is the soon coming king. And from the seven spirits who are before his throne and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler, come on, who is the ruler over all of this? The ruler over the kings of the earth that seems to be gnashing their teeth. In vain, we say. To him who loved us and washed us, what has he done for you? Loved you? Still loves you? Will always love you. And washed us from our sins in his own blood. In his, this is reality. This is reality. Purged from sin forever. Sin no longer has dominion over a child of God. So why go in those dark little corners? And you do members to something that does not have dominion over you anymore. By believing a lie, we do these things. How to overcome by faith. Verse 6. Not only is he the ruler over the kings of the earth, but look at verse 6. And has made us kings and priests to his God and Father, a holy nation we are, a royal priesthood we are. Never put yourself down, I'm just a mere sinner. No, you're not. According to the word of God, no, you're not. According to this perfect redemption, this perfect purchasing through the blood of Christ, we no longer belong to the dark world where sin has dominion over. But we now have been made kings right now because we're washed by the blood of the Lamb. Sanctified forever. A purchased possession, Paul tells us to the Corinthians as well. That we can read and hear him say to us as well. We are a temple of the Holy Spirit. Who are you? Who are you? A temple of the living God. Who lives in you? Not fear. Not cowardice. God, the almighty champion, the ruler of the kings of the earth lives in me. Oh, my, my. And through his life in me, he has made me to rule with him. Through this one man, the Lord Jesus Christ, we rule and reign. 
Verse 6 again. He's made us kings and priests to his God and Father. To him be, to him be the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Behold his coming with clouds. Behold his coming with clouds and every eye will see him. Even they who pierced him. It will be exactly as it is written. Because this word was with God in the very beginning. And this word is God. And God is not a man that he should lie. So if he says he is coming, he is coming. We might not know the hour. We're not supposed to. Because we're to live by faith. And that's why the word says, when he comes, will he find faith on the earth? Yes, we say, in you and I. The most precious thing he's seeking in your and my heart is faith to trust him. And that's why he says, if, when he comes, will he find faith in you? Will you stand and be that, that wise virgin? Filled up with his word, built up by his spirit, waiting, made re ready for him. It's really neat, actually. My son does the camera work, and um, when I get the title from the Lord, usually about half an hour before the message starts, sometimes a little earlier, sometimes a little later than that, too. Um, I'll call out. I'll call out the title, or he'll come and ask me, what's the title? So he can cue it up for me. And um, so this morning, as I got the title, he came and asked me, and I said, yes, I got a title, by faith. Five minutes later, he comes back and says, what was the title? Be ready? And I thought, no, by faith. But as I said that, I realized that right there was the voice of God. It is really, be ready. Be ready. He's the soon coming king. And by faith, we are made ready. By faith, we are made ready. By faith, we will be those diligent, diligent ones that are built up. Because... He continues, and all the tribes of the earth will mourn because of him, even so, amen. Verse 8, this is why I came here. I am the Alpha and the Omega. The Alpha because he was in the beginning. And the Omega because he will, he is the only one, the authority to open up the seals. The Omega. The first and the last. The firstborn from the dead. The beginning and the end. Dominion. Dominion. This is called preeminence. He has the dominion. He has the preeminence to have the first word and the last word. And all of it is sealed by the blood of Christ. Dominion of utterance. What utterance this is, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord. Says the Lord Jesus Christ, he is Lord. He's not just Jesus on the cross. 
He is the Lord Jesus Christ who died on the cross, but is no longer there. He is the ruler over the kings of the earth. He is God. God, the Almighty, who is, who was, and who is to come, the Almighty. If we just a little bit further down, again, in verse 10, John writes, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day, on the Lord's day, and I heard behind me a loud voice as a trumpet saying, what does that sound like? The voice that sees you. The voice that knows you. The voice that brought you forth out of your mama's womb. The voice that fashioned you in your mother's womb. Knows you. Loves you. Is with you. Saying, I am, I am, I am. He is the I am. I am the Alpha and the Omega. The first and the last. And what you see, write in the book. Send it to the seven churches. What you see, write. He's the all seeing one that has been written of, that has written himself in the volume of this book. The Almighty God. What you see right in the book and send it to the seven churches. What the prophets saw, they wrote. What Isaiah saw on that day when the king died. Ahaz, what was the name of the king? Isaiah on that day. Let's see if we can find this book, Isaiah now. As did Jeremiah, Ezekiel, all of them, all of them, as they sow, they wrote. All of them, as they sow, they wrote. And so now I changed my Bibles up and I knew exactly where it landed. Isn't that something? Thank you, Father. Yes, chapter 6, Uzziah. In the year that the king, the king Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on the throne, high and lifted up. And the train of his robe filled the temple. Above it stood seraphim. Each one had six wings. With two, he covered his face. With two, he covered his feet. And with two, he flew. And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. 
This is the one we're talking about. That said to John, what you see, you write. As did Isaiah, what he saw, he wrote. What you see, write in a book and send it to the seven churches. It's trustworthy for the churches to read. His word is trustworthy for the churches to read. His word is made for us to read. Trustworthy. So we too will see the Lord as John saw the Lord. So we too will see the Lord as Isaiah saw the Lord. The branch of Jesse, the root that stood out of Jesse. Jesse's root. The suffering Messiah that Isaiah saw. Who bore our sicknesses. So we walk in the wholeness of his life. Send it to seven churches which are in Asia, to Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamos, Theatara, Sardis, to Philadelphia, and to Laodicea. And of course, the letters follow thereafter. And verse 12 is one of my favorite verses. Then I turned to see the voice that spoke with me. Then I turned to see the one who was in the very beginning, the word of God. Then I turned to see the one that we never got to read here. The verse, we're going to go back to it. Verse 3 in John 1. That all things were made through him. And without him, without him, nothing was made. That was made. In him was life. And the life was the light of man. Why am I reading this in the context of Hebrews 1 verse 3 that this word, the word of God has framed your life. The very life of your life is his light. Your life, your life comes from this light of the word of God. In verse 4 in John 1, in him was life, and the life was the light of man. And the light shines. The life, the, this light is not dormant, not flickering, shines, radiates glory. The shining light is made for darkness to be fully defeated. And so you and I are to let this light of Christ shine brightly. Don't let it flicker on and off, on and off. I'm not sure what I believe. I don't want to talk about him. I'll be condemned. I'll be persecuted. I won't be liked. No, no. We're talking about the one that is holy, holy, holy is the Lord of glory. The whole earth is filled with his glory. He is the one who is, who was, and is to come. That one that we speak of. I am to stand before man unafraid. Unafraid. Because I am unveiled before my heavenly father. Lit up I am by his glory. My life 
is of his light. His light has framed me in glory. I am made by light and there's no darkness in me as there's no darkness in him. And in this new life that I have in Christ, Satan has absolutely no reach. What a bold statement. It's reality. Now faith is. Now you believe the word of God. Don't let, let, don't let go of this persuasion, this confidence in the word. Don't let go of it. Circumstance comes and goes whatever. Emotions up, down, whatever. This word stands forever. No shadow of turning. Pure light shining. Shining light. The light shines in the darkness and darkness did not comprehend it. You see, it's only the light that shines that Satan cannot extinguish. That drives him out. If you flicker, you hide your light under a bushel. Your flesh, Satan, an easy target to him. Oh, carnal! Hebrews 11. But today we're about faith is walking away, away from carnality, walking in the spirit in this newness of life, so will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Back to Hebrews 11, verse 3. By Faith, this is my message. We understand. By faith, you and I understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God that is holy, holy, holy are you, Lord. His word is holy, holy, holy. It is the Lord. He is the word. So that, so that the things which are seen, like we read, John wrote, the things that are seen were not made of things which are visible. But they're made, they're made through this power that upholds the universe, the word of his power. And so now I want to read, I want to read Hebrews 11, 1, in a few translations. I really like the new living one here. Faith, which here in my New King James is, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. This is how we overcome. This is how we refuse the fear. This is how we don't cave into the pressures of life. How we don't take in the care and become devourable by the devil. This is how we don't worry about our lives. It's how we walk in the dominion of Christ by faith. And faith is the substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen. The New Living Translation reads, faith shows the reality. Of what we hope for. You see, only through the eyes of faith do you see reality. The reality of God that we just read. That Isaiah saw. That John saw. It is the evidence of things we cannot, we cannot see. Don't look for what you can see. I want another vision, another experience. I want to see. Oh, 
You already are seeing with the eyes of faith when you're seeing the word of God. You're seeing God. The English standard, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. The NIV, faith is confidence. Oh, be bold. Be bold in the word of God. Be bold in the word of God. What he has said of you. Confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. The Berean faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. So can we then, uh, the New American actually, I love that one too. Now faith is the certainty, the reality that you're living. The certainty of things hoped for, a proof, proof, proof of things not seen. So then can we say that when we say by faith, we can say by confidence in the word of God? By the reality of the word of God, by the assurance of the word of God, by the substance of the word of God, we've overcome this world. So what First John 5 tells us, what has overcome the world, even our faith. And we can say the tail part of that verse 11, 1, a faith is assurance of what we have not seen. So then we can say that when we say by faith, we can say by this assurance of that which we don't see. By this evidence of things not seen. We've overcome the devil. How? By knowing Jesus has fully defeated him. By the conviction of things not seen, by the certainty of what we do not see. I love that. By the certainty of that which we do not see. It almost sounds like an oxymoron. So then that which I see has absolutely no certainty. That which I see has no certainty with my natural eyes what I see. That's why Paul to the Corinthians says, that these things that we see, they're temporal. They're passing vanities. You go bye-bye to them. But the word of God is eternal. Stands forever. So then, we can today have certainty. We can have certainty of what we do not see. And that is how we overcome by faith, and we'll continue. It, it, time just flew by. Glory be to God, but I believe I'm done for today. And then we'll continue next week on the theme as well, by faith. Thank you for joining us. Amen. Amen. Amen.